0: This episode of Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by belessa.co. belessa.co is a porn blog for women. It has all kinds of amazing stuff in there. It's got free sexy videos to watch. It's got erotic stories to read. They also have a blog portion called The Collective where they have all kinds of articles that are interesting to female readers such as why the passage of the FOSTA and the SESTA acts are actually dangerous to sex workers, tips if you're going to try an open relationship, and sex and weed, the pros and cons of mixing them. So definitely go check out my supporters at Co. They are wonderful people, and they definitely deserve a little click. So go pay them a visit. And thank you guys so much for supporting Holly Randall, unfiltered. I am so fucking excited because I am relaunching my website, HollyRandall.com. I have finally taken it back after five years of having another company run it, and it is now one hundred percent under my control. And I couldn't be more excited. So please support me and go and join my new website. That's HollyRandall.com, and I will love you forever. And if you don't want to join my website, but you want to support this podcast, you can always go to patreon.com slash Unfiltered, and I will take your money there as well, and I will love it just as much. So thank you guys so much for your support, and support me at hollyrandall.com. Are you a photographer, either amateur or professional, who have always dreamed of shooting beautiful nude Playboy models? Then you are in luck, my friend, because I am hosting my next photography workshop, June 16th through the 18th here in Los Angeles. My model is going to be the beautiful Playboy Plus Cybergirl of the Month, Bailey Rain. And I'm going to have a mix of small group workshops and private one-on-one sessions. So make sure that you go and visit hollyrandallworkshops.com and sign up. We have so much fun on these shoots and I can guarantee you the most beautiful images of naked women in your portfolio that you will ever have. So please come join us. You will have a blast and you will learn a lot. That's hollyrandallworkshops.com. I hope to see you guys there. I am beyond exhilarated to have Madison Ivy here in the studio today. I absolutely love this girl. I shot some of her first scenes. I've known her for a long time. We've collaborated on a lot of amazing projects. She's just one of my favorite people. She's so creative and she's such a good soul and she's so sexy and she's such a great performer and she's super interesting. So I'm just going to I'm just going to stop there. I'm going to let you guys learn about um, the juggernaut that is Madison Ivy. So let's welcome her here on Holly Randall Unfiltered. Hello everybody, welcome back to the show. Happy Wednesday. Today I have a super special guest, um, one of my favorite people in the world that I haven't seen in such a long time and I'm so excited to have her here, Madison fucking Ivy. Oh, Miss Holly
1: Brandle, how much I missed you. I missed you too. God, she's one of my favorite persons in the entire oh. world for forever. I love
0: you. I know, I feel the same way about you. Whenever people ask me like, who your favorite porn star is, I'm always like, Madison Ivy. Like You're always like my top three all the time. You're like, always my top shooter. You're just like, we work so well together because, I mean, for me, I feel like, probably honestly everybody feels that way about you because oh. you're not only like an incredibly good model. You are um, way too sweet. <laughs> no, you are I mean, come on. Like you, you you have that thing. Like you know how to like arrest the camera and you know how to pose yes. and you know Ooh. how to like I mean you're really sexy and um but not only that, but you're like Incredibly focused and organized, and you're very involved in the shoot, and you have great ideas. That's what I love about you. So, you'll always come with like really cool wardrobe options, and you'll always have really cool ideas. And like, I just know that like when I'm shooting you, it's Mm -hmm. almost like I don't have to do anything. I just feel like like you do everything, and it's just like the easiest day in the world for
1: me. See, that's how I feel. I feel like I just show up with all of my favorite things, and my favorite person in the entire world is there, and we just create something magically fun and beautiful. Yeah. I don't know, it's just like, it's such, it's not even work. I can't yeah. call it work right? it's with you. Yeah, that's how I feel. It's just a wonderful day.
0: What was the first time, so when did we first meet? How long ago was that? That was... Oh, my God. So
1: I was 18 at the time. You were 18. I was 18. I remember. And you looked 18. I looked 18. It was a baby. Yeah. But, yeah, I remember walking on your guys' set, and it was maybe my second or third shoot. Uh Uh-huh. And I remember your mom being there. Uh Uh-huh. And I was just so nervous, because I had heard so much about you guys. Uh And I'm like, oh, my God, these are the famous (laughs) Randalls. Like, just don't freak out. Don't freak out. Mm -hmm. And then I got to shoot this lovely Girl Girl set, and... I was the obvious little schoolgirl, mm-hmm. and my big boss lady, and mm, yeah, I just I loved that was it.
0: back when we had the studio, right? Yeah, yeah, when we was in the studio, and we used to be able to like build sets, and we had like a stylist, and you caught us right like on the end of like the golden age. I really before we just crashed. Did honestly, <laughs> yeah. like
1: I got in, and everything was like it was either really high end or it was like casting couch, mm. and then it was like okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. And I just loved coming on your guys' set because everything, like you said, every little detail, the sets, the designs, the coloring of all the fabrics, pillows, yes. they all mesh so well. And yeah. to me, everything around me matters. Everything around me makes me feel sexy. And if yeah. there's something off in the room, I can't not focus on it. It's yeah. like a nose in the middle of the face.
0: Yeah, yeah. How... um what were some of your first scenes? Like, do you, what was
1: your actual first, first scene that you did? Oh, my first, first scene. It was so freaky because it was the night scene. So okay. I remember pulling up to the house and it was. Roughly maybe about eight or nine PM. (laughs) That just feels shady, like right off the bat. So shady, like I'm like, okay, this is weird.
0: I hate night shoots. I I did one
1: last week, and you know what
0: I did? I left my camera out in the rain.
1: Oh, you did not. I did
0: (gasps) for 20 minute torrential Mm. downpour, like what we were experiencing on our drive here. Oh no. Yeah. So fuck night shoots. Oh fuck. My camera is ruined, by the way.
1: I'm so sorry for your camera.
0: I have a friend who is sending me a new one. Oh, there you go. Which is like super generous of him, and I'm like really, really grateful and, and I'm pretty sure his wife listens to this podcast, so thank you so much. Oh, that's even better. I
1: love couples that like get into it together.
0: Yeah, she takes my workshops, so um, and he's like super supportive of her. And she's a great photographer. She gets the best, honestly. Like on my workshop, she gets the best shots. That's her awesome. stuff's always my favorite. She's got a great eye.
1: Most girls, honestly, they they really know how to shoot other females because mm-hmm. they do see the things that like we're looking at, the things that would bother us. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time, I feel like when people look at a photo, they don't see those little flaws that could be just tweaked a little tiny mm-hmm. bit and for I some reason a girl when we look at another girl we're like nope let me just fix because I this. think
0: we see those things in our bodies yeah. you know what I mean because we obsess over our own flaws mm-hmm. and every, like, every woman's like that so like when we see the things that we don't like in ourselves like in someone else then we try to fix that because yes. we're, we're hypersensitive to that mm-hmm. but it's funny it's interesting right because it's almost like I mean, why do we want to look good supposedly for men, right? Mm. but it's funny that men don't notice that stuff, no. and that you see that in men's photography sometimes, obviously not, always. not always amazing, amazing, incredible male photographers that totally catch that stuff, but it's just interesting how like. The things that we are hyper aware of because we think it looks bad to men actually aren't noticed by men.
1: No, it's so <laughs> true. Because I'll see a photo go up and it'll be like the premier promo shot for the yeah, scene. Yeah. And I'm like, oh Lord, who chose that one photo to represent this scene? Yeah. And it's just like I have to text someone and be like, hey, I hate to ask, but can we change that? Because that's like the one photo I would not have chosen. Yeah, I I always edit
0: my sets before I turn them in because otherwise the client will one hundred percent pick the one (laughs) picture I hate. Right. So I have to remove that from the equation.
1: Or like the mid motion
0: shots yeah they, they, oh my god when they get it like it's obvious the girl was in the middle of moving like her hands kind of blurry yeah.
1: or my face it just looks like I'm making like a really dumb sexy face yeah because like, you're like
0: halfway between expressions blur. yeah dude I know I get it. I get it. Okay, so anyway, we went completely <laughs> off subject. So your first scene, you show first up to a house, it's eight yes. o'clock at night. It was a dark and stormy night. It was a dark and stormy <laughs> night. The door was left ajar,
1: <laughs> and a white sheet hung in front of it. So already I'm walking up to the front door and Oh I, wait, so this is for real. This is for real. Oh no. I'm I'm just setting the tone. Okay, but no, okay. this is the reality of like the, my first scene. Is I pull up to this house and the door is wide open, and mm-hmm. there's nothing but a White sheet hanging in front of it, so I go through the white sheet, come in, lights all around set up, and they're all just pointed directly at a couch. Mm -hmm. And this is obviously like one of the basic, like, oh, I'm some so and so's daughter, and I fell asleep, and the houseboy came, and he kind of we had our way with each other, Mm -hmm. but it was just like. I just remember thinking, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. Yeah. Am I really doing this? Yeah. Was it with a guy? It was with a guy.
0: Who was the guy? Do you remember?
1: I cannot remember. I don't think he's in the business anymore, Not to me perfectly. Not memorable. No. Yeah, okay. What company was it for? Oh, it was for Smash, I believe. Okay. Are they around still? I don't think so. They. Uh, I signed for them, I think, my last... Oh like my it was one of my last two or three AVNs before my accident mm. and then I have not seen or heard from them since. Mm. So maybe they just transitioned into a new online presence. Sure. Or they just went out of business. <laughs> no they just went out of
0: business. <laughs> okay. So we're going to get like a letter from like Smash's CEO. Right. Were, like,
1: we're not out of business. We're not out of business.
0: <laughs> Sorry Smash if you're still in business. We love you. We love you. (laughs) Okay, so go on.
1: Oh, but I I just remember thinking, okay, I don't know what to do with myself. Is this sexy? Is that sexy? And all I could think about was what is my face doing? Mm -hmm. And I would just remember being like, okay, I have to see this. I have to watch this when it comes out. And it took forever. So I must have bugged my agent so hard. Yeah. When is it coming out? When can I see it? Yeah. I just want to see. How it looks, right? And so I got like a couple friends I made together in the business to like watch and kind of give me some critiques. Mm -hmm. And
0: I look that I love that you took that initiative because a lot of girls don't even watch their scenes,
1: and that's the thing. Like I had a hard time actually watching my own scenes for years after doing that exact thing because most of my friends were very positive about Mm -hmm. it, but there was an older. Male adult star, whose name escapes me at this moment, but he he commented some very harsh things and was like, "This is very boring and just plain and blasé." And I'm like, "Okay, well, uh, this is my first scene ever. Yeah, give me me some slack, yeah." I'm not doing triple anal here on my first go, so to him it was very like almost a disappointment. And in my mind, that was like a challenge. Mm, Okay, okay. You think this is a disappointment? You don't. Okay, well let's 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 rethink this. Mm -hmm. So that's why I like love wardrobe. Just hair, makeup, accessories.
0: Well, yeah. So, probably what contributed to the fact that the scene was so flat and boring to him was the fact that, as you said, it was a bunch of lights pointed at a couch. Yeah. Like, there doesn't sound like there was a lot of production there was value to it. zero so. production yeah.
1: value. Yeah. So. How
0: did the scene itself go? Like, how did you feel at the
1: time? Were you like, was it okay? Or? It was good. I honestly enjoyed myself. Okay, good. But uh, it was just nerve-wracking, honestly. Yeah. You know, taking your clothes off and having sex in front of people for the first time is obviously like, ooh, yeah. this is interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, even though I had previously worked at an adult club and mm-hmm. I had done girl-on-girl shower shows mm-hmm. where you just interact with another girl and people watch, there's something different about it being there with a guy and and there's people and cameras mm-hmm. and knowing lights that it's...
0: Yeah. It's yep. there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But For I sure. I loved it. It just like captured me and I was like, oh, I gotta do more of this.
0: Wow. And then Madison A V was born. Wee. Um so so then we shot you. Yes.
1: Like what we were did you say we were really like your third scene? You, you guys were my third scene. Okay. I had a girl girl and then I had another girl girl with you guys. Okay. And then we shot you
0: the scene that I remember where I thought I saw the beginning of your star power was um the scene with you and Mick Blue in a school, the library. In the library with the schoolgirl thing. Yes. Um, and I remember being like, this girl, like, she likes this. Like, she, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. we could see your, like, enthusiasm. And so. Um, well, I had
1: watched actually a lot of porn before getting into it. Which is good. Do your research. Do your research. Yeah. Like, in any aspect of life, do your research. Of course. But uh, Mick Blue actually was, like, a huge crush of mine. Oh, really? Yeah. So. James Dean had booked a scene for us together, and the scene never got released. I never know, I have no idea where it went, what happened to it, but I had met him one day, and I had told him how much of a crush I had on Mick. Mm-hmm. And he arranged it, we shot it, and I found out later on that he just set it up so I could have sex with Mick. Aww. And I was like, what a sweetheart. What a nice guy. Shut <laughs> Just getting me that D for free.
0: <laughs> um, so then you started shooting, obviously, a lot. And then um, you signed a contract. Yes. With, uh, with Mind, Mind Geek. Geek yes. yes. And um, we went to Costa Rica yeah. for Twisties. It oh,
1: was so fun. That was so fun. I ate so many bananas. I know.
0: <laughs> oh my God. It was so funny. I had Nicole on here a few months ago and we talked about all the bananas. <laughs> Banana Watch. No, it was Monkey Watch
1: 2014, I think. Yes. And like.
0: I forget what the other thing about bananas.
1: Yep, because me and her couldn't stop eating them. Yeah. You know, we'd eat like 14 a day and then we would just have banana talk. <laughs> and then people would be like, oh, is this some dirty, like, innuendo thing? Yeah. Like, no, it was just straight up bananas. Straight up.
0: You know, it's so funny because that trip was so great. So, first of all, like, The first thing I did when I got there was I bought a huge bag of weed for the house because I knew everyone was a stoner. You know me so well. Especially you. I was like, Madison Ivy's coming. I'm like, I have to get her weed. I like mentally prepared myself to be with. I remember you told me that. You showed up, you're like, okay, I prepared myself to like not, you know, have weed for like four or five days. And I was like, girl, I bought you a bag. I'm not
1: stupid. Spoils me. This woman is perfect. But it's
0: Costa Rica. I mean, it's like the east like it's not hard to get weed there, you know what I mean? It's everywhere.
1: it's, It's so true. I like literally rolled up Got picked up by the driver. We pull up to the beach before we rolled up to the house. And he's Uh like, Oh, you want to smoke a joint on the beach? And I'm like, Hell yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, halfway through the joint, these cops roll up on motorcycles. And I'm like, Oh shit, I don't know the laws here in Costa Rica about smoking weed or anything. And they were like, Oh, what do you have? Oh, give us your pipe. You can keep the weed. And they just like drove off. Oh yeah. Oh my
0: God, I forgot about that story. What? That is so weird. I was just like my
1: heart was like beating on my chest. Can you chest.
0: imagine it's like the first thing before you even get to the house, before you even arrive at the shoot, you get arrested in Costa Rica for smoking weed on the beach. And then like I had to call Twisty and be like, Madison Ivy's in jail.
1: Right. so how do we work this? How do we like sorry? <laughs> oh, this is so fun though. <laughs> that would have
0: been so horrible. That
1: would have been so horrible. Yeah.
0: But it wasn't. And it, you know what was great too was that like so literally everyone in the house was a stoner. Um yep. Um, even my assistant and the makeup artist.
1: I remember we were all just like sit around, eat, <clears throat> blaze. That was so yeah. nice. Yeah, and
0: it was great too because um, because everybody was a stoner and nobody was really a drinker. Like my big concern was taking a bunch of models to Costa Rica and like people like going crazy and like partying and like getting themselves
1: in trouble. I think then- that's the biggest concern yeah. if you take models anywhere is yeah. just... Like the liability. Yeah, you need yeah. to behave yourself. Yeah, you need, exactly. You're representing and like, a brand, right? And I've
0: got to get shoots done. And I had these nightmares of dragging girls out of bed, like super hungover the next morning, and oh. just having like a nightmare. But the thing was, is mm. that because nobody was a drinker and everybody smoked weed, everyone was in bed by ten. Yep. Like it was the easiest thing ever. Like I didn't have to worry about anyone. The biggest problem I had was fucking Tyler Nixon going out and surfing every day and getting sunburned. Oh, well. that was my biggest problem. I was like, Tyler, you need to wear sunscreen. You have to shoot a
1: scene. You can't look like a lobster. And that's, oh my God, you stole the words right out of my mouth. I'm like, he came back looking like a lobster. I know, I was so mad at him. I was was like, like, Tyler. You're our only guy here. I know. You're the only dick. you got to take care of it. (laughs) Oh my God, that was such a good trip. And then literally on our way back to the airport leaving, uh, Nicole and I were like, wait, 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 stop at this stand. And we rush out and we both buy a giant bag of bananas before we go and get back on the plane. That so was like our finishing act. Was like the bananas, bananas.
0: Yeah, that was um, that was great. And then we got that we did that shoot with you with the snake. Oh yes, and they almost didn't. Use it.
1: I I remember Remember There was
0: something, there was something, Legal was worried about it being a uh, snake and being like too fat. I don't know. Because they don't like animals in their shoots like at all now.
1: And I totally understand from like a certain perspective kind of thing. But. But it's like we're, being so sweet to this. I was honestly, I was cuddling the snake. You oh. scared the shit out of me because
0: that snake got really close to your <laughs> face like fairly often and you were like so, you were like talking to it and you were so fine with it. And I was like, the snake's gonna bite her face. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, my insurance doesn't cover this shit. Like, what am I gonna do if like the snake decides to like, because it was this huge like boa constrictor. What if it kills you? Right. What if it wraps itself around you and fucking strangles it's you? It's like,
1: okay, Madison and I, we almost got arrested and then she's got killed by a snake
0: damn it. I can't take you anywhere. You can't take me anywhere.
1: (laughs) But I just remember being hit up and being like, hey, they want to do a shoot with a snake. Will you do it? Mm Because it doesn't seem like anyone else wants to do it. And I was like, hell yes. Yeah, Give me a snake. Yeah, you're pretty fearless. I like to think so, but honestly, I'm an incredibly shy person Mm. by nature. Like I... Have grown into my own skin, Mm -hmm. but I was just the weird, awkward little girl that just sat with her art book by herself almost my entire life. Really, and then I just one day was like, "Eh, fuck it." Interesting. So,
0: so you really transitioned. So, um, are there people like from your high school and stuff who like just cannot fucking believe that this is the path you've gone (sighs) down?
1: I think that's like almost our entire town because I came from such a small town Mm -hmm. and. What's weird too is I was the weird homeschooled kid,
0: mm, so I never gotta even worry, watch out for those homeschooled kids. We're coming to get you. You're all so weird. <laughs>
1: we really are. <laughs> but uh, no, it was it was good in a lot of sense because it kept me away from a lot of like. General trouble Mm -hmm. making, drinking, doing drugs. Mm. So I actually never even smoked cannabis until my doctor recommended it to me at the age of 20. Wow. Because I was so thin and I just, I never had an appetite. Yeah. And he was like, well, you could take these pills or you could smoke some weed.
0: Yeah. I remember you talking about that because now you're obviously like a big cannabis advocate and you have your own company. So um, I remember you telling me that like you had problems eating. Yeah. Um, that your stomach hurt a lot. And uh, it wasn't until you started smoking weed that that like changed everything for you.
1: It did. It totally changed my life. I went from being like someone that you would look at and you would assume, like, okay, this person obviously has like an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. And. I guess you could generalize it that way, but it's not an eating disorder I can control in any way. It's It's just you're
0: not eating. You're not anorexic in the sense that, like, you have body dysmorphia and you think that you're fat, and you're not eating because of that. You generally like have like
1: like I food sounds and like the idea and the thought of it almost makes me want to throw up. Really, yes, and it's gotten even more difficult since the accident because I ruptured three organs as well as broke my back during the accident. Jesus, so it's uh, eating is very difficult,
0: interesting. Do you have only like specific things that you like to eat when you do eat, or like
1: I do you- actually, okay, it's, it's cut down a lot of what I'm able to eat and okay. how much i can't I can't have any energy drinks, any. Coffee really, any over caffeinated stuff is really bad. (laughs) Heavy um, meats will just like make me go into like a little ball on the floor and just be in terrible pain. Yeah. So, but it's just going to take a couple years because it was massive trauma to my stomach, intestines, duodenum, and my pancreas.
0: Okay. Wow. I have like so many things that I want to talk to you about (laughs) because obviously the accident's definitely like on that list because that was like a huge. You know, obviously, life changing event, and I remember when that happened. I was so worried about you,
1: and you sent me um, those flowers. I still have the card. Aww, she sent me flowers me. to my room with the sweetest card, and I keep it always next to my bed.
0: Oh, that's so great. Well, I mean, ser- Okay, so I guess let's let's go into. Um, um Actually, you know what? Let's hold on. Let's back up. Yeah. Let's finish the because t- I want to talk about the cannabis stuff, yes. and I want to talk about your company. I want to talk about like. The activism that you do and that kind of stuff, and then we'll go into your accident. Yes, these are all these are all areas we need to cover. Right? There's so many things. I know. There's so many things I've seen saying so in so long. <laughs> um, okay, so the accident. Yes, or cannabis. No. Yes. <laughs> <Fuck>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay, cannabis. Cannabis. Yes. Life. Yes. It is honestly, it it's the best thing for almost anything. They're finding so many different ways to use it. I grow my own just because I am really afraid of what people are putting into it. As Mm. we come into this new legalization, they're creating all these gray areas and they're changing laws constantly and so swiftly that the growers can't keep up so they're kind of tricking the little grower guys out of everything to give it to the corporations.
0: That's what I've heard. So I remember when the legalization of cannabis came onto the ballot, I had a friend who um is also in the field and he was talking about how this was going to be a huge problem and basically the government was taking the cannabis market and like commercializing it for like yes. corporations and taking it away from you know mom and pop kind of growers.
1: And that's like my big concern and because What I'm really afraid of is what they're going to be putting into it because Mm -hmm. the people that I know that grow, like there's a wonderful group of people, the Jungle Boys here Mm -hmm. in LA, the TLC Collective, absolutely love them. They grow everything in-house and they're just really there to care for the patient. They want you to know that this isn't about. You know, us like really like making money. We want to help you if you have back pain, if you have anxiety, if you have seizures, you know, whatever it may be. But they come in and they actually have to have um, lawyers that they stole from NASA write all of their contracts to submit. And that's just one draft cost them, I think they said roughly a quarter of a million dollars. Jesus. So it's like every draft that they have to write for submitting for a new anything. Cost mm-hmm. them a quarter of a million dollars. And it's absurd.
0: Wow. Is that so? They need these lawyers because the laws are always changing and because there's such like unsure footing. Yep. And yeah. Because I, there's, you know, obviously like there's been a lot of cannabis places popping up all over the place. And um, I remember there was one near my house that like got raided. I remember seeing yep. the cops there and like they raided it. And just out of curiosity, I, I asked the guy. I was like, "What happened?" They're like, "We don't know." Like, they just came. They had like, you know, because it's. Illegal on a federal level, but it's legal on a state level. So it's like super confusing. And also, too, like, won't banks like not.
1: Banks won't work with you. Yeah. So um, then you're working on a
0: purely cash business. Yeah. Which is dangerous to have to deal with that much cash. It makes it so much easier for people to rob you. I mean, it's just like, it's almost like being in the adult industry. Oh, it really is. You know, because you know how like banks will have shut down like accounts of porn stars and stuff like that? I've had that happen to
1: so many people and it's just like, it's such a bummer. Yeah because yeah. it's no one's doing any harm to anyone else we're just trying to run a business
0: and it's not an illegal business no. either not on a federal level like like pot is if if you want to make that argument yes like it's not illegal what we're doing no. and and i remember i remember actually applying for um a credit card and i was denied and i talked to the guy and i was like i just want to know why like i have good credit like no. i have plenty of money coming through like i'm never late paying my bills and he was like, Well, he's like, You know, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, we Googled you and we saw, you know, and we don't support adult content because. Wow. Oh, I forgot what his reason was, but it was something like. Like that, it was unstable or something like that. And I was like, I'm sorry, but like my business has been way more stable through this recession yeah. than like so many mainstream industries. Like, right. up until this last recession, we kind of thought we were recession proof. You know how like, yeah. like alcohol and like cigarettes and like porn is like recession proof. It because is. If anything, people turn to that. When they're down, exactly. So yeah, I was just like, that is such bullshit. But the thing is, because banks are private institutions, they can do
1: that. They can't, unfortunately. Which is really it is. It's such a bummer because yeah. these cannabis companies really—they're not trying to hurt anyone. If no. anything, they're trying to help so many people. Right, right. And then, and then the taxation on it is just absurd. If you don't have your recreational card, um, I would say go get your rec card because the taxes are not going down they're going up mm. so you're paying 38% wow. on every dollar wow and it's just absurd so if you have your your medical card which mm-hmm. you can get very very easily and then your taxes are way lower on your purchasing options so
0: that's how they're making the difference between they're charging a lot more for recreational users as opposed to medical users yes that
1: makes sense yeah and I understand but it's it kind of is hypocritical when it comes to the tobacco and the alcohol industries mm-hmm. when they're all charged the same percentage of taxes across the board really
0: yeah and also too if you think about it like and it you know obviously there are certain people that will probably argue with this but um as opposed to alcohol and cigarettes which is Definitely not medicine. I mean, yes. Once again, people might argue with that, but like cannabis, literally is medicine, and it and it's obviously been yeah, obviously people use it for non medical reasons, but a lot of people do use it for medical reasons. Mm-hmm.
1: So like to have it kind of treated the same way, it's especially when it can be extracted down to its most base compounds, which mm-hmm. is the CBD compound, mm-hmm. which is the muscle and. <clears throat> Just the the things that help you. The THC is the psychoactive right. side. Yeah. But for anyone with epilepsy and seizures or anything or cerebral palsy, this is this is a lifesaver. Yeah. And we're gonna deny people something that they can get at a reasonable price that will vastly improve their lives. Yeah. It just I hope people kind of like wake up and are just like, Okay, we need to lower the taxes a little bit and not yeah. be so harsh on this. Yeah. Um so do you have your own Growing business? I grow for my personal self now okay. because I'm working mostly on my clothing line now uh-huh. and all of my art that's coming out. But you out. did
0: have a growing business at one point, right? I
1: did, actually. Now I mostly uh, help promote companies that I believe in, mm-hmm. like the Jungle Boys. Uh, Sticky Vapes is mm-hmm. a new one that I've discovered. They're amazing. They're uh, disposable, too. So mm-hmm. they come in this great packaging. They're stainless steel. It, just, it looks elegant. It's clean. And you just get this great... Perfect thing. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think it's just the way to go.
0: Yeah. It's incredible like how to see the way that it's it's changed and it's morphed. I mean, I, I remember I remember it like senior year of high school. This was 1996, people, my boyfriend wrote a story. It was like his like big like English paper project and it mm-hmm. was about why weed should be legal and why it was illegalized in the DuPont paper industry yep. and all this stuff. And I remember and he I remember him saying to me, he's like, Weed's gonna be legal one day. He's like, just you wait and yep. see it is and I was like, You're crazy, it's never gonna be legal. And here we are so
1: many uses. Yeah. And it's just it's just sad to think that it was just really the transition of well we we don't want to pay the money to transition from mm-hmm. lumber and timber and those things to hemp and cannabis and right and the pharmaceutical reps obviously had their hands in it but yes everyone's got a little claw on that one yeah, <laughs> yeah I know right.
0: <laughs> So um, Okay, so then you talked about how you're not growing so much anymore because you're focusing on your art and your clothing line. Yes, so, I grow
1: for my own personal use yes. and friends.
0: And you, I remember actually it was funny because the when I saw you on Kieran's set, for when you did your first anal scene for browsers, yes, I remember you came with like a suitcase with like huge jars filled with weed, and you just gave it out to everyone on the crew. <laughs> and like, oh my god, my crew was so excited. They're like, I remember, I remember one of my assistants was like, "Can we shoot medicine every day?" I'm like, I wish. You, and me both, we all
1: wish. That's, it was like it was so funny. You're like Santa Claus. That's how everyone used to like recognize me when I would be on set. They would come in and they'd just be like. I smell something. Madison's here. (laughs) What I do? I love, I love bringing goodie bags to like all of my friends on set. Still, like I still do it. Yeah, that's really awesome. Okay, so tell me about your clothing line. Yes, I'm so excited about this because this is you're wearing something from it, right? I was going to
0: ask you. So, Madison, for those of you who are not watching this on video right now, she's wearing this really cool design bodysuit.
1: It's like a geometric formation of like this bear smoking a joint, and this company is called Scummy Bears. Okay. And this is my, one of my best friends in the entire world. Mm-hmm. And him and our other buddy, Devin, are just two of the most creative people I've ever met. And they've taken my designs and they've helped me implement them. This is like a very simple mock-up of mm-hmm. what's to come. Because mm-hmm. we have all these little intricate pieces. There's going to be almost an infinite number of line sequences uh, inside of them.
0: Oh wow! So
1: when you look into it, the depth is going to take you so far, like past like your almost perspective, that it's going to trip you out a little bit. So maybe bit. like don't like take
0: acid and wear it, or maybe I mean, do. You honestly,
1: you might want to, and then you <laughs> might just get stuck there looking at the back of the shirt, just like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm so
1: excited about it because we're doing. Uh, <laughs> We're doing a lot of my art pieces Mm -hmm. on it, which I was really excited about because I've always wanted to get it out there. Uh, Your art is incredible. It's really good. I really appreciate that. It's honestly gotten better after the accident because— You spent so much time probably doing it, right? I was on bed rest for about 13 months. Right. So uh, you got to find something to do. Right, right. You can only masturbate so much. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Before chafing, (laughs) so— (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I love the sacred geometry. Like, that's some of my favorite things to do. It's a new style. I love the fractal designs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really just, I'm loving just deepening myself with the art. And I really want to make girls feel sexy and empowered. And I want them to know that you can be cute and want to make yourself look pretty, but you can also... Do other things with yourself. Develop a skill. Become an artist. And mm-hmm. I've seen more and more of this. I saw this beautiful girl, uh, Lily, paint the other day live, and it was just stunning what she could do. I oh, mean, wow. it was and it was watercolor, and she would just drip these massive droplets of paint down Mm -hmm. the canvas, and slowly over time, it took this formation of this beautiful girl's figure.
0: Wow! And I
1: couldn't believe it. I just uh, took my breath away.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Uh, You know, it's funny. I always wanted to be an artist when I was younger, and that was something that I focused on for a long time, but I I wasn't... Really? No, I was terrible at it. I could see you being an amazing artist. No, no, I wasn't. That's why I turned to photography. Because photography, when I started doing that, I realized (laughs) photography was a way for me to create art without having put pen to paper because i couldn't there you put go. pen to paper well like i just wasn't good at it so right. photography became that outlet for me but i wanted to be an artist since i was a young uh-huh. age i just didn't know the direction that it would take
1: i'm the same the medium i'm the same way cuz i was i think we got the reverse is like i grew up in such a small town with a big family mm-hmm. so we couldn't really afford a lot of stuff mm-hmm. so i was homeschooled and all I kind of had was my pencils and my paper. Mm-hmm. And so I had to teach myself how to draw. Right. So I bought this how to draw book. Mm-hmm. And thusly, here I am. Yeah. And I'm really excited because we're doing we're doing bodysuits, leggings, cloaks, hats. We're doing uh, collaborations with different uh, music artists. Oh, cool. So, Do you know what the clothing line is going to be called yet? Uh, well, Scummy Bears is the overall brand, but right. uh, my line is called m i n u Okay. So it's Madison, Ivy, and you. So it's a little bit more subtle. That way, if you want to like wear it out kind of thing, and people are like, he's wearing a porn star's name. Yeah, well, yeah like, it's not so like obvious. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Because I want people to know that it's me, but at the same time, I want people not to feel so maybe insecure about like, oh... People are gonna know that I. Yeah, like for me, like
0: I won't wear like porn shirts out in public. And, I won't wear anything. I have like a twisties cardigan. Like I'll wear it to work yep. or like a browser shirt, but I won't. <laughs> I won't wear it out in public because I just don't want the attention.
1: Yes, and like if I wore a bra- like my browsers tank top yeah. out to the store, yeah, it would be oh, that would be a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> terrible <laughs> idea. Like I love their shirts, but it's like I I can't wear them, and yeah. I want people to feel comfortable. Right, right. Angela White has like a really great logo
0: that's kind of ambiguous, and it's it's just like. A and W. Um, it. but it's put together in a cool way. It looks like a really cool logo, but you don't know what it stands for unless you like knew who she was. Oh, very cool. So I actually she gave me a, sh- a hat that I gave to my boyfriend because my boyfriend wears like so many fucking hats. <laughs> I swear to God, like he must have like 25 hats. And they're all on the coat rack in the living room. And I, there's no room for my coats because it's all his hats. But anyways, <laughs> so she gave him a hat and he will wear it out because it's not so like obvious. There you know? It's you not go. like wearing like a browser's hat. Very much so. Yeah,
1: I do. I like that. I like the subtlety of it. It's like you know, I'm there, but I'm like, this is more about the art kind of thing. Like, I want people to like really look at the art and appreciate it. Right. And if they don't like it, they don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. not because it came from a porn star, right? Right. No, your
0: stuff's really good, honestly. So I'm excited. You'll have to send me some stuff. I'll yes. totally rock it. Oh my
1: god, I so will. Yeah, 100%. I'm gonna send you a huge box.
0: Yay. <laughs> um, okay, so let's. Uh, I guess let's get to the topic that like you keep, we keep alluding to because oh, it's such yes. a huge part of your life. So yes. let's talk about cannabis. And I mean, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding.
1: Just uh, kidding. The accent. Yes. Oh, that was a. I, I mean. An accident is always a terrifying and unexpected experience. Mm. That's why obviously it is called an accident, but it's you never realize that you're able to you're going to be able to handle something like that until you're put in that situation. Mm. I never lost consciousness through the entire thing, waiting there on the side of the road for the ambulance to show up. They pulled me out of the car. Everyone's asking my name, where I am. I'm relaying information just perfectly fine, but the pain is just increasing and increasing. (laughs) So you guys, was it raining out? We just hit like a slippery patch ice. Oh, right, because it was snow. Yeah, Yeah. I was in D.C. And uh, my side of the vehicle just went straight into a rock and a tree. And because I'm so short, Mm -hmm. I didn't catch the airbags. So the seatbelt technically ripped me in half. (laughs) And so it broke two of my vertebrae, Uh and then it ripped my intestines away from my stomach, punctured my duodenum and my pancreas.
0: Holy shit. I don't even Uh. know what a duodenum is, but it sounds terrible.
1: A duodenum, which I didn't know this thing existed (laughs) either, the duodenum is this tiny little organ that is almost, if you lose it, you'll die, essentially. And it connects your pancreas to your stomach to your intestines. Okay. And it is like this center point for everything that connects everything. And it's so tiny and it's so little that you can't mess with it. Mm-hmm. So because the damage was so severe, mm-hmm. we had to go in and we had to sew up each organ away from each other. And we had to place tubes in by drilling them into my sides. And they would feed into the organ and then the organ's function would essentially function outside my body due to a, a machine that was standing next to me. Sorry, my face keeps going. <laughs> I just I know, going like, like this, like, what the fuck? I know. Like, honestly, wow. like, sitting there watching your internal organs literally feeding out into different machines and knowing that they're running your body for you Jesus. is, like, one of the most surreal and, like, Horrifying things I could ever experience. And yeah. I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy, but it gives you the greatest respect and perspective in life. I bet. Because they came in one day, and I, I will never forget this day. My, my whole team of doctors came in, and they never come in together because doctors are all so busy. Right. And the other faces were just staring straight at the floor. And one of them just was like, you know what? We've done six surgeries now. We've tried everything we can. We can't do anything else for you. You should start preparing yourself for the worst. And that the worst, like what, like like death? Jesus, like you are going to die here, essentially. And so, like I I had to accept at that moment that okay, well, I'm going to die thousands of miles from home. Wow. In this hospital, and this is this is going to be how I go. <clears throat> and then there was a moment inside of me where I just felt so defeated and I just remember looking at my hands <clears throat> and thinking this this can't be it this can't be the way life goes mm-hmm. I have to keep going I have to dance I have to sing I have to run I have to jump I have to fuck like yeah. I can't yeah. and so I just kind of started making jokes day by day well, the doctors would come in see how I was doing I'd got I had them bring a 65 inch uh, plasma screen to my uh, hospital room. So I was like just sitting there watching TV, playing Candy Crush all day, mm-hmm. just waiting for news, waiting to hear, oh, am I getting any better? Weeks passed, nothing. And during this entire time, I was not allowed to eat or drink anything because of all my organs being separated. Right. So, so, your organs are still separated. They were separated, and finally, after nine months, we got like what I thought was worst news in the world. One of the bags and one of the tubes stopped draining all of the substance that would flow in and out of the right. organ. And to our surprise, the organs had started to heal themselves back together which had about an 8% chance of doing so. Uh And I was at the top hospital in the U.S., and they'd seen five cases like mine in 25 years, and only one had ever survived. Holy shit. So I'm very lucky. Wow.
0: So now you're like one of two. (laughs) One of two. Wow. That's
1: crazy. So how long did it take you... To recover completely? I'm still not 100%. Okay. I'm still going through physical therapy. I have to get uh, cortisone and steroid injections in my spine, in my scar tissue. Uh, I mean, it's a process. It's been three years already. Wow. And it's been 11 major surgeries and 27 procedures. Jesus. And it's racked up, I mean, Close to a million dollars in medical bills. Wow! So it's definitely no joke. Yeah, but it it definitely changed me. I I definitely see things better in myself mm-hmm. that maybe wouldn't have been there before. Like, okay, like what? I just find that I appreciate everyone and everything so much more. Mm. The love, the laughter, even like the painful moments in life mm. are just. They have like this bittersweetness that I cherish.
0: Yeah, because you're alive. Because I'm alive.
1: Yeah, and I'm walking around, and that's that in itself. Like, was one of the biggest things too. They were like, "Well, we don't expect you to walk, let alone survive." So wow, so that is amazing. What a crazy,
0: inspirational story, (coughs) isn't it? Nuts too, how we have to like go through such an incredibly severe experience to gain that kind of insight and appreciation because we forget i think i mean i know for me definitely like i often feel invincible and you know i I don't realize how precious life is and how lucky we all are to have like all our fragile we are yeah i mean we really are like human life is fragile and it can um it can go so fast so fast and you just don't you don't ever think about like today could be my last day no and and i would imagine that that Definitely occurs to you more.
1: It does. And I, I think about that day often. And it, it just reminds me to be grateful for everything. Like when you're sitting there at the airport and your plane's delayed and you're mm-hmm. just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And then it's like, well, there could be so much worse yeah. than sitting in an airport yeah. where there's plugins everywhere. I have a device that can take me to any source of entertainment, essentially. Mm-hmm. So. I've been trying to like practice like having perspective
0: in life and being grateful for things. Mm. So I'll I'll have thoughts like like for example what you said like sitting in an airport and like your plane's laid. and like oh my god this is such a pain in the ass and mm-hmm. I'd be like okay let's look at like this another way how lucky am I to be able to afford to get on a plane and travel somewhere right how lucky am I to be in an air conditioned building with technological devices that can keep me distracted and air conditioning and food and and, I mean shoes
1: on my feet just everything.
0: And to be flying home to a place where I have somebody who loves me. I have a bed that I can sleep. You know what I mean? Like yep. we, we we focus so much on like these little day to day convenience inconveniences, and we just blow them up to be like such a <sighs> fucking big deal. And it's like it It's it. not a big deal. It does. Like you're so lucky to have these problems. Right, I mean, first world problems, you know? it is. We always
1: catch ourselves yeah. complaining, and I still like to complain. honestly. Oh, I love to
0: complain, it's like my favorite thing. It, I but, can't, I, I love like a good bitch fest. It's, it's great, right.
1: I, could, I just have to <laughs>
0: sometimes. You ha- you gotta yeah. let it out. You can't be like fucking like the Dalai Lama. No, all day. Oh, yeah. no, even
1: the Dalai Lama probably gave himself one time yeah. where he's just like, oh, well, fuck these people, <laughs> was like, god damn it, fuck you, idiot. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, it was it was just really f- interesting because in the beginning of the accident, I had no idea how bad I was hurt. I mm. honestly thought I had just cracked a rib, wow. and it was like two weeks before AVN. Uh-huh. So I was thinking like, great, I'm gonna be like limping down the red carpet with like a cast on, yeah, and. I did not think that I would be trapped in a hospital for months on end. Jesus. But I remember getting to the emergency room and then being like, oh, no, she has metal in her hair. And it's because I have my clip-in extensions at the Mm -hmm. time. And I was kind of unconscious at that moment. Mm -hmm. But I could hear them talking around me. And they're like, okay, well, I think we're going to have to shave her head before we wheel her in for an MRI and everything. And I instantly, my eyes sprang open. i yeah, like, bitch, you're not going to touch my weave. And I'm like, hell no. And I'm like, nope, 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 don't touch my hair. And in the neck brace, strapped down to the bed, I wiggle my arms up, clip out my extensions, and then hand them to the nurse. Oh, my God. And I'm like, okay, I'm good. And then I just pass out. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing! And then, like, three or four days later, I wake up, and apparently, I'm like trying to karate chop doctors because <laughs> I don't know where I am because yeah. of obviously the trauma and the drugs they had me on. I thought I was in like some foreign place and I was being held captive. Oh so, they God. had to, like, at one point, they're like, apparently, this is v- very common for people right. to do this. But uh, it took six nurses to restrain me. And then I had to have a guard at my door because I would bite my restraints off. Wow. Because I was so convinced in my traumatized state that yeah. I was somewhere that I, I was being hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was. I was in pain, but yeah. my mind could not comprehend it. Right. It was fascinating, though.
0: Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, my sister's a nurse, and she has all kinds of insane stories of being like attacked by patients. My and, brother, like, too. Yeah yeah it's not it's not uncommon at all. No that's nuts.
1: Apparently, I kicked a doctor in the face too. Oh and, but apparently he was like the worst and meanest doctor on the floor, so all the nurses loved me after. <laughs> it. That's so funny. They were like, you kicked the one person you should have.
0: Wow, that's amazing.
1: God, I'm so glad you're okay. I remember
0: hearing about that and I was just I remember hear, I remember you telling me that like you'd like broken your back and I was like there's no way that that girl like can't not walk again like I can't believe it. Right. And then I remember we touched base again at some point and you said something along the lines of like, I'm gonna get through this, I'm gonna recover one hundred percent because that's what I believe yeah. like is gonna happen. But like you I think the diagnosis was still like it unsure. Was, it was
1: completely but unsure. But you were just
0: like, I'm determined to like make a full recovery. Yeah. And I was like, that's amazing.
1: And that's where it comes down to, is it comes down to the mindset mm-hmm. is of the person. Do you have the will, the want to live? Yeah. Because giving up is easy. Yes. Working
0: to stay alive is yes. hard. You want to hear a crazy story, actually. My mom, um, so my mom had my sister, my sister's the youngest in our family, and she had a cesarean section. And um, the doctor gave her too much anesthetic, mm-hmm. and her heart actually stopped. And so they had to come in and they had to like try to resuscitate her. And my mom is <laughs> not like a hippy dippy yeah. spiritual person. Like she doesn't really believe in God, the afterlife, any of that stuff, right? Mm. But she says that she distinctly remembers having a choice to stay alive. Or to let go, and she said she could hear like my dad's voice, and she could hear the doctors and the nurses. Yep. And she felt incredibly peaceful, like she was kind of floating. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I, This feels like kind of nice, I kind of just want to like let go and like just fade away. And this, just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like she just felt this overwhelming sense of peace. Mm-hmm. But then she heard my dad's voice, and then she remembered that she had children and she had like a it commitment pulls you to her right life, yeah. And it like Pulled her and she did so that she definitely felt like I could like she had a choice and she chose to fight and then she came back. But yes. how crazy
1: is that? You know, like it is though. It's 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 those loved ones that you have around you that mm-hmm. that rally your spirit and mm-hmm. like your sense of self to bring you back. Because I called because I didn't know who to call. I called mm-hmm. my two best friends, my girlfriend mm-hmm. at the time, and then our other friend, mm-hmm. and I flew both of them out to DC, and they took care of me. And it was crazy the difference that their presence made. I was, like, completely unaware in my memory that that they were there. But the moment that they would leave, the nurses would be like, okay, we put enough drugs in her to keep a 300-pound man down mm-hmm. for eight hours. Mm-hmm. Half an hour later, they'd be calling my friends, can you please come back? Because she is, like, going nuts right now. Wow. And the moment they would leave the room, it's like I could feel them away from me. Yeah. I think them just being there, like, just comforted me so much. It was weird. Wow. But I I could feel them there even though I couldn't see them. Right, right, right. That's amazing. I'm so grateful to them, my Danny and my Lauren. Love you
0: guys. Um... So so you came back, which honestly, like I didn't. I I was so surprised. I was so surprised, and obviously so happy to hear that you were that you were coming back and you were going to start performing again. Um, and so you re-signed with with MindGeek. Yes. And so you've been shooting for browsers.
1: Browsers mostly. We did one babe scene, mm-hmm. and then I think we have a twisties thing coming up this week, and then another scene with browsers this week. So, okay. uh, yeah, it was it was scary coming back cuz i have like little scars obviously mm-hmm. that i haven't gotten through my all of my therapy i haven't mm-hmm. started laser therapy on them so people will notice that there are marks mm-hmm. on my body but i mean it's it's a part of who i am i want to come back and i want to prove to myself that i can do it mm-hmm. this is this is who i am and i love going out there and i love just being me and Porn is a part of me, mm-hmm. and it was never. I never needed anything to escape it. It was always my escape. So right. I wanted to come back because it was so fun.
0: How are you like physically handling the scenes? Are there any like positions that you can't do because of your back, or are you pretty much like able to kind of?
1: I'm able to really actually perform at a, almost optimal capacity. It's not really until like my endorphins kind of like slow. Mm, you're like maybe more sore afterwards. Yeah mm-hmm. and then I'm like ooh didn't feel that while that was happening. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah it's it's definitely they've been so gracious as to take it very easy with me and mm-hmm. give me everyone that I asked to work with and mm-hmm. really not asking that much of me and even if they ask something they're like are you okay with this? Do you yeah. want to test it out? So. Yeah. Everyone's being so kind. Oh, that's great. So,
0: well, you deserve it. Aww. You're a motherfucking princess. No, you're a
1: motherfucking princess. <laughs> no, you, you, no, you, you are. You are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so so you are planning for your next <gasps> anal scene, right? Yes, yes. And I shot your first anal scene. Yes, I remember did. that. That was So we did this very—actually, that was the first day that I met— um, Andy and uh, Kylie Ireland, who I had here on my podcast. Yes. I'd actually met Kylie before, but I hadn't seen her in a long time, and that's when, because they were doing the um, the set design.
1: Yes. And
0: we were doing this kind of like whole, what was the theme again? It was all your idea, yes, too, right? I,
1: I wrote the script, I designed all the wardrobe, and I brought like stage props and like mm-hmm. lanterns that I had hand-painted myself.
0: See, see what I'm saying? You were like... The model, you are like the producer, you're like the wardrobe, your set design.
1: I just wanted it. You should charge like five times the amount because you do the job of like five people. I just wanted my butthole to be represented in the best (laughs) light, honestly. (laughs) I'm like, it's coming out for the first time. It's a party. It needs to be grand. It does. And I, I loved it. I wanted a tiger, though. Mm-hmm. So we, went, I and I even offered. I was like, "I will pay for the tiger." I yeah, because I think I
0: remember talking to Kieran about that because I shot a tiger for Penthouse. I
1: remember you telling me. And about I was that. like,
0: "I can get you a tiger," um, but then they opted up. They use the same guy. They ended up using the snake instead. Yeah, I think a tiger. Was a little, they were just a little like, much. what if you get eaten before the scene? Yeah, well, they would have to keep. I mean, when I shot the tiger, they had to keep it like on a. Leash at all time. They use like yeah. they have like these invisible looking ones that you can kind of Photoshop out later. Yeah, but there was no way the trainer was gonna like let him off leash. Oh, like, I'm sure not one hundred percent. I'm
1: sure. Yeah, and it would. I loved the snake, though. The albino python was beautiful. Yeah, it was. And then I had my girlfriend as mm-hmm. one of the extras, and then Miss yes. Abigail Mack yes. as the other. I feel like
0: that might have been the first time I met
1: Abigail. She actually, I believe, just started around that yeah. time. Yeah. So, yeah, which was really, really funny. Yeah. Uh, Kristen, uh, uh, yeah, Kirsten, no, Kristen. Uh, Kieran's wife, was Kirsten. Supposed to, Kirsten, yes, was supposed to be my other extra, mm-hmm. but she just found out that week that they were pregnant with their baby. Oh, she had to go and get pregnant. I Jesus. know, and be happy and have a family. Oh, shucks! My butthole needs you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh uh, so that was um I remember it was cold out. Oh it was very cold and they were having a hard time keeping the flames going. So wait, what kind of like scenario it was like you had like the slaves, right? Like yes. was it and it was Mick too. It was Mick too. Mick, it was Mick again, and he was taking your butthole's virginity yes. and he was like your slave.
1: Yes. It was very my inspiration for that scene was like a combination of a couple things. Mm-hmm. Of like eyes wide shut, mm-hmm. the scene where everyone's obviously in the masks mm-hmm. and the naked girls mm-hmm. and everything. And then there's another scene from a uh, series, Spartacus. Mm. And I loved that show. I loved the it show. It was so sexual. It was. So much full frontal nudity. I loved it. A lot but, of man dick. lot of man dick. Totally into that. And lots of real, <laughs> like, good, good fucking. Yeah. And so there's a scene where the high-born ladies start wanting to fuck the gladiators. Yes, I remember that. So they paint them up all gold, and they put masks on them, and they put them in this very elegant, surrounded setting of, like, billowing curtains and fire, and it just felt, like, very exotic and romantic, but sensual, Mm. and that you could do anything your heart desired here. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I wanted to recreate with Mm. my scene.
0: Yeah, it was great, it was beautiful.
1: I I get a lot of compliments from girls about it and I'm very excited. What about
0: was that. the one song that you played over and over again that was like <laughs> I, I think I drove. High?
1: Yes, yes. My keys and crates. I love you guys. You know how much I do. Yes, and
0: now it's so funny
1: because I was talking to Andy about this the other day. Every time we hear that
0: song, we think about your anal scene. Because like for, for all time, all I will ever think about is Madison Ivy's butthole. Every time that song comes on,
1: you hear that keys and crates. My butthole. Our yep. scene was dedicated to you. Yep. I gotta stay high all the time. Yep.
0: It's so funny. So
1: funny. Yeah. I played that song over and over because it did. It it fed the mood of what I was trying yeah, yeah, to totally accentuate. Yeah, totally
0: understandable. There's like, it, it's funny though because that that's not the first time that that's happened to me. Like, I remember last time I shot Lana Rhodes, that song had just come out called um, uh, Havana by oh, Camilla yes. Cabello or whatever. And she played it over and over again that day. So now every time I hear that song, I think of Lana Rhodes. Right. It's just like it burned in my brain. That is so funny. Yeah.
1: I just remember like, looking up and, like, I think I was in regular cowgirl, and I, like, go to turn around to give, you know, like, sexy face to the camera. And all of a sudden, I just, like, see the guys behind the camera doing, like... Their arms like are going down and they're going hi all the time and they' like <laughs> waving back and forth and I'm just like okay don't break character you did not just see that
0: you got one thing I gotta say about Kieran's sets which I, I think because I haven't been on many of his mm-hmm. um, I think that's the only one I've ever worked on and then like when he produced DP star and I was one of the judges oh, really? I was there. Um, but he always has fun. He does. You know, like he's always joking. Working yeah, he's always joking around. Like he's always, But he, like, obviously, he gets things done and he's very professional. But yes. he definitely like has a good time on
1: set. Him, Francois, their whole crew yeah. Peggy, their makeup artist. I yeah. adore her. Yeah, I no, mean, she's
0: amazing. The whole team. He stole her from me. <gasps>
1: I knew it. It's okay.
0: It's okay. I can't compete with his shooting schedule, and uh, he loves her, and he takes great care of her. And um, I'm they're shooting
1: constantly. Oh yeah, oh no, I know.
0: I know. It's it's, but yeah, she um, Peggy was actually the only one that my mom would use for like the longest time. I can see that. My mom's very picky about her makeup artist because not only do you have to be good, but you have to be kind of quiet. If you talk too much, it makes her crazy.
1: <laughs> oh, I had one makeup artist. I think it was it was around my first like couple of scenes, mm-hmm. and she got on her phone after putting on maybe just like my undershadow mm-hmm. to keep my above shadow from falling. Mm-hmm. And then she goes to the mirror, starts doing her own makeup, and then answers the phone. And for 45 minutes, she's on a phone call. Are you fucking serious? And I'm sitting there not even like 10% into hair and makeup. And mm-hmm. then the director comes in and looks at me and is like, what the fuck is going on? Wow! And she's like, oh, I gotta go, I gotta go. Oh, sorry, we're, we're gonna finish up really quick. Two hours later. Oh my god, we're four and a half hours behind schedule. Wow! And I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so I understand your mom's uh, yeah wanting of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now some people are just insanely fucking slow. That's that's super obnoxious.
1: Oh, yes. And I, I understand people are can be perfectionists, but yes, there's a difference there's a between difference. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, what do you have any idea what you're planning for your next annual scene?
1: Well, I want to do I want to do something very very similar, not, not a lot of dialogue, because sometimes I think that a lot of dialogue can dilute the sex. I want it to be mm. sensual. I want mm. it to be more... You want to tell the story, like, visually, as yes. opposed to with dialogue. Got it. So, I wore this really lovely black uh, sequin dress to the Adult Video Awards mm-hmm. this year, and I kind of wanted to start out in, like, this big manor house, where I'm kind of, you just see my hands, like, gliding along the railing as I make my way up the stairs, mm-hmm. And there's just, like, a note casually laying there, mm-hmm. and it just says, wait for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then all of a sudden, hands come up from behind me, and mm-hmm. they just start running all up and down my body. Mm-hmm. And then a knife comes out, and he starts cutting the dress off of me.
0: Ooh, so there's, like, a moment of, like, anticipation. Yes. I'm sure. Could sure. This, this could, go, could, could go
1: very badly right now. It could go very badly. It could go very dark, and it's, but you you don't see the guy yet. Mm-hmm. You just hear his voice, and then as mm-hmm. you see the blade just cutting the cloth mm-hmm. off of me, it's like this isn't what I wanted you to wear. Is mm-hmm. all you hear, and then it just falls to the floor, mm-hmm. and then you'll see like this pan away of like go and change into what I've laid out for you, mm-hmm. and you will see this just my figure walk away, just completely naked in heels, and then emerge in this just complete dramatic kind of like dominatrixly sexy like wow. strappy black. Thing that I've yeah. designed, so that's awesome. I'm kind of thinking that's what yeah. I want to do. Have you ever thought about directing? I've actually thought about it a lot. Because I, I mean,
0: like you just really—I mean, you just storyboarded like way more, like a huge like intro, oh, thank like you. more than like. I just—I will vision. say that I necessarily <laughs> wouldn't do a little more than the same sometimes. But yeah, I mean, it just seems to me like you have a very specific vision. You obviously have a lot of experience in the industry. You do your own wardrobe, like I mean. It just seems to me like that almost seems like the next natural step for you.
1: And that's the kind of where I'm, I'm aiming at is I, I really want to create a fantasy because I've discovered how many couples and girl fans that I have, mm-hmm. and it's amazing to me. And they all bring up the, my anal scene actually, mm-hmm. and anal is usually not something like most girls usually like to watch, right? but uh they love it because they love the the dramatic nature of it they love the sensualness and that's really what i want is i want people to really feel that i i am enjoying this mm-hmm. i'm enjoying creating this experience for you mm-hmm. i want this fantasy to feed into you and i want you to feel like i'm there almost with you turning mm-hmm. you on mm-hmm. so that's awesome I hope one day that uh, I will get a chance to, I, I to direct. Yeah, I mean, that just it makes a
0: ton <laughs> of sense to me. And, you know, I mean, we need more female directors. And I think that, that girls who were stars at one point... Um, or still art, whatever you know. Tend I think it's to a good transition. Have, yeah, and it's they have the perspective of understanding what it's like to be the model, and what yes. it's like to be behind the camera, the physical toll that some of these scenes can take. Yes, like, you know what I mean. Like I just feel like you could relate a lot better to your performers and
1: And that's how I feel when I'm on your set. Like you just relate to a girl, obviously in every way because yeah. you are. You understand us. Yes. You understand like how this would make us feel. Mm-hmm just every aspect, and that's why I request you always for my butthole. (laughs) I'm hoping (laughs) hoping to get you for my butthole again. Yay, I hope so too. You hear that, browsers? I need it. <laughs> Do it, like. But when am I going to like shoot you again? Like for something? Like I feel like I, I only get to shoot you when it's your anal scene. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to convince them to like give me some like just solos or something to shoot or, something, or like, like let girl, me shoot you girl 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 for twisties. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to talk to them a little bit more You, I'm you be talk like, because the you get what you want. We have like twelve girl girl scenes that we haven't shot that need to be shot oh, by really? like by July. Oh Jesus, yeah. So uh, we're a little behind in our girl-girl shooting, so I'm going to be like, look, these are on the contract, and they're not getting done, so you better book Holly,
0: because she's the best.
1: That's right. The best. That's right. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's so funny
0: because like everybody, I mean, obviously not only I love you, but like you're like everyone's favorite. Like the other day, so my chiropractor has kind of, no. I think, like pretended for a long time that like he didn't necessarily know what I did for a living. Oh, that's he always totally does. And then finally the other day, like we ended up talking about it and he was like, you know who I really like? Like, I really like Madison Ivy. Like, I fucking knew it. <gasps> no. You know what's funny, too, is he lives in your area. That's so
1: funny. Yeah. That's <laughs> hilarious. And my
0: chiropractor was like,
1: yeah, it was hilarious. I was like, how Aww.
0: cute. Do you get
1: recognized a lot when you go out? I actually do, surprisingly. I'm like, not surprised. I, I get a lot of those, like, looks of, like, yes. oh, my God. I was I worried to
0: let you walk around Costa Rica. <laughs> like I didn't even want you going to the grocery store because we were also trying to keep on the download. Right. Like we had a bunch of adult stars. Like because we were in a small town. Yeah, and I didn't want to like cause a thing. So I was like, I was remembering. I'm like Madison can't go to anywhere by herself. She can't go to the grocery store. I oh. can't let her out of the house. And People pick, are gonna know who she is.
1: And you can pick me up, and you can just carry me away. <laughs> so so just you. <laughs>
0: I almost lose, lose you in Costa Rica all these times.
1: Oh, that's what my friends used to do when we were in high school is like my party trick was being able to fit into like a basic size backpack. Really? Yeah. And they could Fuck zip off. it up and like put it on. Oh my God. That's like, hilarious. It was so funny. How's and weird. Like I'm 4'11. Are you? Yeah. I, don't, I See, I forget
0: that. I mean, I know you're petite, but I forget. You're such a big personality. I forget your 4'11. I, and
1: I always bring eight inch heels mm. because I want to extend the length of my body. Yeah. So
0: you know what though, shorter people live longer. Mm, they really? do. You no, know, honestly, they do because they. If you look at like the people who like live the longest, like they're never super tall people. Mm. Because when you're very tall, you put a lot of stress on your joints, on your bones, on your organs. It's very true. It's, there's more to process. Oh, that's very um, true. When you're smaller, it's you actually totally age better. Ah. Like your spine doesn't. Because my dad's very tall, and it's starting to. It's sort it's to not, wear It's starting to wear on him. Mm. You know, being he's like six three. <sighs> And he's seventy-five, oh, wow. and you know, like getting around, like walking, because he's so tall. Is kind of
1: wow, 6 three, Yeah, that is tall. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, I. Pfft. Yeah. So you're lucky. I'm very. You lucky. Should be fortu- you
1: should be fortunate.
0: You should be. You should be grateful.
1: I am so fucking grateful. Honestly, I'm sitting here with one of the most gorgeous and just talented women Stop in the world, it. talking about the things that we got to do together <laughs> and the things we're gonna do together. Yeah. I mean, life is so freaking sweet that I yeah. can't. Yeah. I just can't every day.
0: Aww. How um, So any other uh, projects coming up that we should know about? Ooh. We talked about your clothing. We talked about your anal scene. Ooh.
1: I mean, not that that's not enough that you've I got know. going on. I'm hoping to shoot an interracial scene this year, too. Ooh. Because I don't have any of those out. Because I've been saving them, especially mm. because I like to spread things out. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how I've prolonged my career so much as I started out. Uh, doing just like one or two boy girls here or there mm-hmm. and then it was mostly girl girl for like three and a half years. Mm-hmm. And then I wouldn't allow like anything more than like two guys for a couple years. Mm-hmm. And then after seven years mm-hmm. of being in the business, they got one anal scene out of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's true. So it's like I just it's helped prolong uh my longevity and mm-hmm. I think it's kind of created this little like Ooh, I want it. I yeah. really, really want it. Yeah. Do you have any idea who you want to work with? Ooh uh, uh I Isaiah Maxwell? Yeah,
0: I dude I knew you were gonna say that. He's I'm, like everybody's favorite.
1: I've gone I've heard that from uh, everyone. Have you met
0: him? No. Oh, he's lovely. Is he? Yeah, he's so charming. He's so polite. He's oh. really Genuine, um, super, like great, just like really positive energy. Oh, I love that! Yeah, and he's like incredibly sexy. Oh, I, I love shot that. Lisa Ann's comeback scene with him, and like mm. he put a suit on for it. He looks so good in a suit. Mm. I was like...
1: Because that's how I wanna I wanna do it in a suit yeah. really elegant, just like Isaiah looks great in a mm. suit. Mm. Like I was like having trouble focusing shooting. Like, okay. I was like Yeah.
0: And I was like, Okay, concentrate on Lisa. <laughs> concentrate on Lisa, she's a star. Lisa, can you move over to the side <gasps> a little bit so I can get more Isaiah? Right. Yeah,
1: thanks. Thank you. He <laughs> <laughs> also said the same thing. Yeah, he's he's
0: he's great. Oof, I, love I would it. highly recommend him.
1: Oh. Love it!
0: Yeah, then, you would have a
1: good time. Oh, and then I'm so excited because I'm going to be giving away a bunch of my um, uh, my butt flashlights for uh, April, anal. April so, anal. Yes, April 18th is National.
0: Anal Day. I didn't know. Of course, there's a national day for everything, but I didn't know that.
1: This one, I believe, is actually coined by a comedian, Jim Jeffries. Oh, I I know who he is. Yes. Adore him. I think he's hilarious. Yeah. And so he started this whole April anal thing Mm -hmm. because, you know, girls have Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. So, guys, what do they need? They need a day for themselves. Don't they have steak and blowjob day? I think they they do have that too, but I I like April Anal better. Mm. Like and there's just something about it for me. Yeah. So rolls off the tongue. Rolls a off better. the tongue. <laughs> rolls off the tongue right into the asshole perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna be giving out a bunch of uh my uh butthole fleshlights for awesome. April anal you know, through my Instagram. So if you go comment on your on my post, then uh, you'll be entered to win.
0: Awesome. Well, actually, then this is a great time for you to tell all of our listeners, for those who don't know, um, what your Instagram is, all your social media, where people can find you.
1: You can find me mostly on my Instagram, which is 420 Madison Ivy, and then on Twitter, which is Madison420Ivy. It would be the same, but uh, Instagram loves to delete people, yes. as we all know. I know.
0: I haven't had that, thank God. But um, they deleted me once, and I learned my lesson.
1: Yeah, I was like, nope, okay, sorry. Yeah, you have like two million followers or something now, don't you? I think I, it's like one point two or something oh. like that. Like it's getting up there. I'm
0: like, oh, oh, only one point two million. Oh,
1: but I'm like, uh, I should be more, like, I should be better about it. But mm. I just like. I draw so much Mm -hmm. that that takes up the time that I could be doing fun Snapchatting and Mm -hmm. like things like that. And Snapchat, I used to be on there a lot, but I'm kind of weeding off of it because I don't like the format that they change Mm -hmm. to, and then I hate the fact that they delete and like give you timeouts. That was the whole fun with Snapchat. I know, I know, right? <laughs> I
0: first started using Snapchat actually because I was having this is a while ago. I was having an affair with a married yeah. man, <gasps> and he would send me pictures. The pics on Snapchat, and he would only do it that way because it would be deleted the after. The like you looked at it. out. So that's like how
1: I started on Snapchat, and mm. so it's like what the fuck now? They're like being so uptight about I know. it. And then and then it was nice because it's like if someone screenshotted you, then it. Tells told you. So it was like, okay, yes. well now you can't send certain yes. things because people will screenshot you. But then if you screenshot someone, then they know. I know. And I actually didn't know that
0: because I remember I screen screencapped <laughs> one of the pictures and then it set and I was like, oh shit, he's going to kill me.
1: <laughs> like, ah. Oh, I know. It's Sorry. so funny. Uh, but yeah, Snapchat, change your shit back for the love of everything. Just oh, yeah. like, don't you were so much fun before.
0: I know, I agree. But then they get like these fucking investors, and they get like corporate sponsors, yes. and then they get like really uptight. Mm-hmm. And it's just so funny because you know so many of these social media platforms and the internet in general has been spearheaded by um, the adult industry. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's that's always been at the cutting edge of technology. That's pushed technology forward is the adult industry. Yep. And so it's funny that like we help. You know, push these technologies out into like the forefront and like make these companies big and then they like shut us down. It's so true. Yeah. It's like, why? What's the point? Because everybody's scared of sex.
1: It is. It's very, it's such a taboo thing that so many people are so afraid to still talk about.
0: Yeah. But everybody fucking does it. Everybody watches. Thinks about it. Everybody thinks about it. Like, nobody wants to talk about it. We won't talk about it though. We do want to talk about it. And that's why we are here <laughs> at Holly Randall Unfiltered to talk about those kinds of things. Yeah. Madison, thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thank you for having it was me. It's so good to see you. Honestly, it's such a pleasure to see you again. Every time I get to see you, it's like a breath of fresh air. Mm, oh my God. So
0: speaking of, sorry, just real quick <laughs> before we go, breath of fresh air that reminded me that you mentioned before we started this podcast, is there's an entire Reddit uh, <gasps> dedicated to the size of your
1: nostrils? <laughs> yes. So apparently I have very cavernous nostrils, <laughs> and which is funny because people... I get like tons of people on one end saying, stop having plastic surgery on your face. Uh I've never had any plastic surgery on my face. I've just lost so much weight from the accident that it looks a lot thinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everyone's You've always had like a kind of cat like look. Cat like thing. Because like
0: the pictures that I took of you when you were 18, you still had that. Because you have kind of like like an exotic eye. Yeah. So I could see like why people would be like, oh, she's had like a facelift. But you just
1: have that. And the, but my cheekbones have finally like come out. I lost the little also, like the, Yeah,
0: because you're older.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's just it's funny because they it's they go one way or the other. They're like, wow, she needs to like stop fucking with her face. And then the other one is like, Wow, she needs to really fix those cavernous nostrils of hers.
0: I don't think there's anything wrong with your nostrils for the record.
1: I just thought it was funny that like someone had started a whole forum <laughs> about it and then a bunch of people chimed in and it's become a thing. <laughs> so I mean I I can't take offense to it, to be honest, because if someone's complaining about your nostrils on a forum, you must be doing something right. Yeah, because I mean, damn, they have to pick the, mo- they the have most minuscule
0: thing. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's funny. Like
1: he's like, oh, it's it's so big, but I can't stick my dick in there. like, <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Like, what was your thought behind that? Did you, do you want to take your dick up my nostril or what?
0: <laughs> Guys are always looking for new holes to put their dick in. <laughs> you know, it's just not enough to
1: have the vagina, right. the asshole, and the mouth. And then fourth hole, behind the, behind the knee. It's when you close your knee back and you jerk the dick off I've never knee. I have never done that. Fourth hole. What about, you, you could do it you with could, your elbow. You could, do, you could do it with your elbow. I feel like that would be easier. It, you would think, but... It just depends on the positioning of the angle. If he's standing and if you're laying on the bed on your side, yeah, like it's it's very. So if you're doing, it's more like a jerking off motion when mm. you have your leg up. It's more of like a him fucking your leg motion.
0: Hmm, interesting. You know. I, I I should. I'm I'm gonna try that. Yep. You know. I'm gonna be like, I'm going to go home and tell my boyfriend. I'm like, hey, I want to try something different. I'm like, do you want to fuck the back of my knees? I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Come on, baby, you're really
1: hot. Come on, you know you want <laughs> my, my knee. Fuck my fuck knee.
0: You know, Andrew Blake, who was a very famous director um, like a decade back, uh, had an armpit fetish.
1: I noticed that about a lot of actually certain guys. They love like this, like natural sweat. Mm. And they like, they want to like lick it off of you. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I mean, if it's your thing, it's your thing. Yeah. I just, I'm not into licking sweat. No. Though I can, I can like,
0: I get the point of like liking like someone's true smell. Like, like I the love pheromones. it. Like, yeah. I love it like when my man's like sweaty or like come, he comes to the gym or comes from hockey. Yeah. So like, oh my God, I smell. I'm like, I love it. But yeah. Because that's like, you know that that pheromone connection mm-hmm. but i don't i don't think i'd want to lick the sweat yes. off of his body
1: i think it's more funny when people seek out just like random people that they want to lick the sweat off them mm-hmm. like it's like definitely like lick the sweat off your partner but like lick the sweat off just some random person like yeah I know everyone's got
0: their thing. They they love it, though. Yeah, everyone's got their thing. Hey, you know what? God bless you. Right. If you want to lick the sweat off people's armpits, more power to you people. We're not going to stop you.
1: We will approve of it. We are not going to judge you. We will not judge you. (laughs) As long as you don't judge my nostrils. (laughs) Yeah, there you go.
0: all right Madison well thank you for coming on everybody go follow her on social media if you haven't already and make sure that you check out her scenes on browsers and her upcoming anal scene at Yay. some point yes. I can't wait to see how that comes out I'm so it's excited. going to be amazing And um, you guys can follow me at Holly Randall on Twitter and Instagram and if you like this podcast please 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 go Rate it and leave me a review. I would appreciate it so very much. And if you want to support me, you can go to patreon.com slash Holly Randall Unfiltered. And I have all kinds of cool perks and prizes there for my supporters. So thank you guys so much. I couldn't do this without you. Thank you, Madison. I couldn't do this without you. And um, it was so good to see you.
1: It was so good to see you. All right, guys.
0: I will see the rest of you next week.
1: Bye, everyone. One
0: thing I love about this podcast is that it gives me an excuse to have people whose company I very much enjoy sit here for an hour and talk to me and not be able to do anything else. And that's what I got here today with Madison. I hadn't seen her in such a long time. It was so great to catch up. It felt more like a conversation between friends and actually doing a show. So I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. Um, she's such a beautiful soul and Madison, we love you and we're so happy to see that you've recovered from your accident and we hope that you just continue to get stronger and that you continue to bring us amazing scenes and making porn, for, and making porn fans all over the world so fucking happy. So thank you, Madison, for coming on. We love you. Next week on the podcast, I have Sex Nerd Sandra. She has a very popular podcast that totally trumps mine. So I'm super excited to have her here. She is a sex educator and she's got a lot to teach us. And I'm very excited to learn from her. So make sure that you tune in next week for Sex Nerd Sandra here on Holly Randall Unfiltered.